milk, yummy mummy, geriatric mum. How the f- did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace, and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Well, hello and welcome. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Do you know what? I love the word welcome. This is not the intention that I had for this podcast today at all. But just just because I've said welcome about four times, I have literally had massive flashbacks and some of the most amazing memories have just (laughs) have just come back to me and I have to share them straight away. So, oh, my God, where do I start? Right. The word welcome, I think, is fucking hilarious. I just find it so funny. I know it's pathetic, but you know, when people go, oh, I find the word gusset rather comedy. (laughs) Um, It's one of those. It really does it for me. Honestly, I just find it such a funny word. And I used to, God, do you know what? This all started when I worked at Walt Disney World in Florida. So I used to work in the Epcot Centre, which is, um, I don't know if you've ever been, but there's like a massive lagoon and you've got bits of the world all around it. So I used to work in the United Kingdom Pavilion and I worked in what was a pub called the Rose and Crown. It's still there today. And it was hilarious. And I'm not joking. It was one of the best experiences of my life. It was so funny. But I was obviously, you know, you're, you're welcoming people into the, um, into the establishment and um, because you're from the UK it's like a huge experience for so many people to to sort of be there and present with the British people so when they would come up to the pub you would obviously have a spiel like um, like most establishments and as soon as somebody would come up they would go hi you'd be like welcome welcome and it was big smiles and a big Disney welcome and it was amazing (laughs) I'm not joking. It was amazing because it was just such a happy place. But the word welcome was just brilliant because we used to just, I'm not going to lie, we welcomed the shit out of everyone in that place and it was fantastic. And um, in fact, so many of my Disney friends have been listening to my podcast and I welcome, welcome team, welcome. (laughs) Do you know what though? I carried this word welcome on into pretty much everything I did after that. So I went into radio when I moved back to the UK um, after living in the States for a year or so. And then um, when I used to walk into, I used to do the drive show at a couple of locations. Um, well, I just not fuck it, I'll tell you. I used to do the drive show in Newcastle um, for three years. And then I moved to Manchester and I did the drive show in Manchester for eight years. So I didn't used to walk into the office until... <laughs> late in the afternoon and um as soon as i used to walk into the office i used to go welcome <laughs> i couldn't help myself <laughs> and then i carried it on into the car trade and i used to work in a dealership 
And I would walk into the dealership in the first thing in the morning, straight into the back door, like into the back office. And I started going, welcome, welcome. And everybody did the same. <laughs> it was just, it's, it is a brilliant word. And most corporations, like big retailers, um, you know, if you work in, in an industry that's quite PLC and, and, you know, you might have a script and a spiel and you've got to go through training and you might be customer facing or you might be on the telephone or whatever it is, I guarantee that the word welcome is in your script somewhere. But you know what? When you actually use it in day to day life, it doesn't make fucking sense. And it's hilarious. It is so funny. So in um, in the uh, this is brilliant. So in the car trade, I worked for a fantastic car group. It was, oh, do you know what? The banter was just insane. In fact, a lot of the banter that went on, you, you just wouldn't be able to get away with it anywhere else because it was really close to the mark. But guess what? I love that. Um, and it was just fabulous. But what you had to do as part of your script to um, sort of welcome the customers would use the word welcome. But when you actually do it, you don't go up to people and just sort of go, welcome. You just don't. You just don't. I'm going to go and buy a really fancy, expensive car. Let me go speak to that lady over there. Hi, welcome. Welcome. What the fuck's wrong with you? It's just brilliant. I don't know why. I'm telling you right now, use the word welcome in your day and it will make it so much better. Because even though I think it's a hilarious word, I think it's an incredible word and it makes people smile. I know that sounds a bit cheesy, but believe me, try it because it is just such a good word. And you'll find that if you start going, welcome, welcome, people will say it back to you. And it's just, it's a buzz. It's a, it's a really weird buzz, but do you know what? It's a genius buzz. And I'm I think, do you know what? This is my third podcast. And in these three podcasts, I have now reached out and welcomed so many people. So yeah, it's working for me. <laughs> I'm having a good time. Oh God, do you know, that's really cheered me up actually, because so far I've had a pretty shitty time the past couple of days. Um, I'm knackered. I'm absolutely knackered. Um, Roman, who's my little boy, is is not been very well at the moment. He's had a cold. He's oh yeah, by the way, he has just had a cold. That's been it. There's nothing else wrong with him. It's crazy, isn't it, at these times at the moment because of everything that's going on. All of a sudden, kids don't catch colds anymore. But he is a toddler, and um, when they go to nursery, they catch cold. In fact, they catch everything, and they bring it home. So since Roman, uh, since I've had Roman, I have caught. Um, oh my God, sickness, vomiting and diarrhea three times. Actually, that's not a bad one, to be fair, because it helps you shift a few pounds if you're a bit of a fat bitch. Um, and then um, I've had, yeah, loads of colds. I caught conjunctivitis. Um, oh my God, hand, foot and mouth. I only thought that fucking cattle or sheep could catch that. I felt like I needed to be sheep dipped. Nobody told me that you can get it on your lady garden. Holy mothership. That was horrendous. So yeah, I caught hand, foot and mouth. And honestly, it felt like I got back to the fucking dark ages it was it was awful it was really bad but um yeah he's had a cold and so he's not been sleeping very well um and I've been sleeping I'm no no shit I've been sleeping in his cot so I've actually been cocking my leg over this cot and lying next to him but it's the cutest thing ever sleeping with your little baby it's just the cutest thing ever because let's be honest in 10 years time when he's like 13 he's not gonna he's not gonna go mum get in bed with me he'll be like piss off mum but he just so he smells lovely I'm like that Ah, smelling his hair. And even when he farts, he's a farter. He's a big farter. Even when he's farting, we're like, ah, baby farts. It's just amazing. It is. And if you've not got kids, you're probably like, I'll piss off Sally. I don't really care. And do you know what? I'll be dead honest with you. 
before I had Roman, if people started talking to me about their kids, I used to go, oh, fuck off. Um, and then I used to go, oh, yeah, well, I've got dogs. Now the dogs adore him, which is amazing. And uh, to be fair, it's just like having three kids. It really is. And I, this is what I say to Roman. Roman, don't hit your brother <laughs> when he's trying to grab hold of Milo. <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> anyway, I've been... Yeah, up most of the nights. And um, yeah, I'm just sort of catching up with my sleep now. So tonight I'm going to try and have an early night. I am going to try and have an early night, she says. But the, do you know what's made it even worse? I'll be dead honest with you. I actually find Roman's cot more comfortable than our bed. Our bed is shit. Oh, my God. Right. This is a big regret. I don't have many regrets because I don't believe you should live your life like thinking, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done this. We shouldn't have done this. Um when we sold, we sold a house about four years ago and we sold it fully furnished, right? And it went within about a week. Um, don't get me wrong, that's amazing. But it's the weirdest feeling ever selling your house fully furnished. So it was only Scott and I at the time. He's my husband. Oh, by the way, do you know what? I've never talked about my husband. How bad is that? Scott's my husband. We've been together for 14 years, bloody hell. And we've been married for eight. Oh, I might do a podcast on him one day because he is fucking hilarious. Oh, I, I do an impression of my husband like, oh, I talk like that. Like he's dead. Not, he's really northern. He is northern and it's it's mint. Um, but he is. Life's very simple for Scott. Um, he fucking says things where they are. He's a builder and he doesn't give a shit. And that's why I love him so much because he just, yeah, he's just great. He is great. And when I said to him, I'm doing a podcast, he went, all right. Like he wasn't asked. And then when I said to him, do you know what? My podcast is going really well. He went, I fucking knew it would. I told you. <laughs> it's like, no, you didn't, darling, but thank you. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, so, yeah, Scott and I literally cleared the whole house out of all of our clothes and everything. And then we both stood on the doorstep in the middle of the night, locking it up. And we just looked at each other and we went, we've left our bed in there. Our, all of our beds, televisions, it was like sofas, everything, dining room tables, the whole lot just stayed in this house. And we just locked the keys up and then had to drop them off at the estate agent. It was the weirdest thing ever. Anyway, then we moved into our new home where we live now, which is lovely, but it's, it still needs shitloads of work doing to it. But that's why I've married a builder. Um, and uh, we bought a mattress in a box. And we thought, oh, we've seen all these adverts for this mattress in a box because we didn't have a bed. We had nothing. And we bought this mattress in a box. And I said, oh, do you know what? Fuck it. Just get it. Just get it. We need somewhere to sleep. Even if we've just got a mattress on the floor, we can do things bit by bit. You know, we're not bothered. We'll just start from scratch again. And it was really good, actually. It was a really refreshing start that we needed. We just started going through IVF. We wanted a change of scenery. I'd left the radio and it was, everything happens for a reason and it was meant to be. We 100% were meant to move into this house. We love it. We love our home so much. Um, but it was lovely because we left our old home with a lot of love too. But, oh my God, I'm digressing, but stick with me. So we bought this mattress in a box and you're supposed to take it out. of the. I, do you know what? I don't even know what make it is, but you get loads of them advertised, don't you, on the TV and stuff. Took it out of the box and then you're supposed to leave it. It's like a, it's supposed to be like a memory phone thing. And you pull it out of the box and you're supposed to leave it for a couple of hours or something like this for it to take shape and all this shit and all this crap. So we had it on the floor for about six months and then I got pregnant. And I said, right, we need to buy a, a bed. We've got to buy a bed base because I can't sleep on the fucking floor. Um, it, you know, and to be fair, at about six months pregnant, I couldn't even get out of the bloody bed anyway. I could never have got off the floor. I couldn't even get out of the car. Um, so we bought a bed base for it and then put the mattress on the bed base. 
oh my God, it's shit. It's the worst night's sleep I have ever, ever had. And it's been for four years now. This piece of crap has got to go. I'm telling you, it's. I've got to the point now where I actually prefer sleeping in Roman's cot than I do in my own bed. It's definitely not made for front sleepers with big tits. It really isn't. <laughs> it really isn't. It's so uncomfortable that the dogs don't even want to sleep on the bed anymore. And they normally used to, honestly, they used to love coming upstairs and think, oh, she's downstairs, that stupid bitch. I'm going to go upstairs and have a bit of a on hers. But they actually come up here and they'd rather sleep in the chair on the landing than in our bed. So that's how bad it is. And do you know what else it's given me? A bad back. I have never had a bad back in my life. But now in the mornings when I wake up, I sound like an 80-year-old pensioner. <gasps> dragging myself out of bed. It's horrendous. When you get into a bed, I, this is how I visualise a good night's sleep. You know when you see those people jumping into beds and it's almost like they're floating on clouds and poof, feathers go poof, in the air. This is a bit like when you see those cartoons where the character jumps into a pile of snow and then hits a fire hydrant that's like hidden below it. It's that brutal. It has got to go. Memory foam clearly is not for me. And another thing, God, I can't stop myself. It's actually ruined my, something that I really look forward to. It's like my weekly royal, I like to say, royal sheet changing ritual. Oh, I love fresh sheets. I like to, um, I like to shave my legs, shave everything, let's be honest with you. Bush is not back in my house, by the way, but that's another show in itself. But I like to shave my legs, keep myself all nice and, you know, uh, uh, clean, moisturise, wash my hair, make myself feel lovely, probably have a face mask or a, um, or a facial. Um, change my bed sheets and I iron my bed sheets. Believe me, at one point I starched them, but then I started to smell fucking clinical. It was horrendous. Um, so I had to iron my bed sheets. I only have white bed sheets as well. So no makeup, take it off at night. And then I like to get into my bed. Bear with me. So I've basically, I've basically cleansed. It's almost like I've been sheep dipped. <laughs> <laughs> no hand, foot and mouth here. Sheep dipped, shaved, and then I get into bed. I'm all moisturised, I'm all nice and clean. And it's the most wonderful feeling getting into your freshly made bed with fresh sheets on. And it's even better if you can dry your sheets outside. As long as they're not muck spreading, then they just smell like shit. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good day, is it? <laughs> oh, lovely dear, let's get it on. <laughs> right, seriously. It's a, it's the most wonderful feeling. And, and do you know what? Most women can relate to this. Most men can, in fact, if they like to shave their legs too. But because of the shit mattress, it's ruined my favourite ritual. It really has. So I get myself all prepared and then I get into the bed and then I try to sink into it and I just think, oh, fucking hell, I'm lying on this again. <laughs> it I hate it to the point where I was so PMT the other week I was just you know what oh god I was just having a cry I was just having a cry and there's nothing wrong with that I believe you should have a good cry because it releases energy Scott went what the fuck is wrong are you all right what's going on here I went oh nothing I'm okay I'm just really tired really tired and I hate our mattress <laughs> so he's buying me a new one yes <laughs> Jesus Christ, if I knew that I just had to cry to him, I'd get fucking loads of shit, believe me. <laughs> I hate this mattress. I love iron sheets. I do. I love ironing my sheets. And the other thing that I love is I love a pedicure. 
Right. But I don't like doing it myself because my feet look like trotters. They are. Unfortunately, they are. They are. They're slightly Shrek-like and uh, they are, I'd say, they're borderline Hobbit. Bilbo Baggins (laughs) would actually see my feet. As, as 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 a fellow hobbit friend oh hello there um and it, no seriously they're, they're really bad they're really bad and at the moment i've not had any nail varnish on my toes for about six months so yeah they are borderline trotters they're not looking sexy at all and because i've got such rough horrendous feet oh my god i need to go and see a woman with like a saw to whatever they're called a sandpaper thing to, what's it called anyway yeah it's amazing so i go and see a lady she gets all the dead skin off my feet oh, that sounds the word dead skin sounds awful but you know what i mean um get them on moisturize and get some nice gels on my toes and oh that's such a lovely feeling it's such an amazing feeling i used to love getting my toes done and then getting my nails done but i can't have my nails done anymore i just can't um because i used to when i used to work in the um in the dealership um, with the, in the in like in the uh, for, obviously to sell cars, you have to hand people's contracts over to them. Well, we did back then because it was all on paper. So a very nice polished acrylic was always welcomed to a customer, especially if you had really cool nail varnish on as well. And you go, yes, you can just sign there. Oh, your nail varnish is lovely. Oh, thank you. And sometimes I'd actually have it matching the cars as well. I know it's a bit wanky, but it looked fabulous. Um. So for about three years, I had acrylics constantly. And I'm not joking, I loved them. My nails always looked really nice. I had the time to go and get it done and it felt fabulous. And then even when I was pregnant, I still used to go and get them done because it would be treating myself. Apart from the fact that my fingers exploded into sausages, but I still used to go and get my acrylics on. And then... um uh, even when I was, I was actually going to have Roman and I'd gone into labour and I knew I was having a boy and I actually had blue nail varnish put onto my, um, onto my fingernails as well, onto my acrylics. My God, I had to end up having an emergency C-section and I think they were going to try and rip one of them off. But luckily, because I had to have a monitor on my finger, but luckily they managed to stay. I kept them on for about four weeks after having Roman and then I've never had them on since. And it was for a number of reasons. So the first one is I was petrified, petrified of um, of catching him with them. I was petrified of it. And when you put pseudocreme on, it was all going behind the, the, the pseudocreme was going all behind my acrylics. And I was just like, oh, no, that's not good. Um, so we'd walk around and look at, look at the sort of my hand, my palm of my hand, and I'd just see white shit behind my fingernails. <laughs> I feel like, right, okay, that's not happening anymore. Shit as well. Baby shit. I'd have a lot of baby shit on my fingernails. (laughs) But worst of all, oh my God, this is disgraceful. I'm sharing though. I'm going to share. I'm going to share. Worst of all, I developed a vile habit of picking my nose with my little fingernail. Oh, it's disgusting. (laughs) It's disgusting. I know. Please don't. It's horrendous. But it became bad. And I mean, really fucking bad to the point where I would have. Oh, my God, I can't even talk about it. It's bad. It was really, really bad. I mean, it, it was a disgusting habit. And I don't have bad habits. I don't I don't like bad habits. I don't like nose picking. I really don't. And yet I was doing it all the time because the fingernail, the little fingernail was was always a nice long one. And it was always in a good shape and it actually fits perfectly up my nostril. And for some reason, I don't know why it happened. I have no idea what happened. It's disgusting. You see, some people, when they have acrylics, what they like to do is go and squeeze spots because they're a bit nicer to get hold of a good spot. Me? No, fuck it. I'll just pick my nose. <laughs> awful. It's awful, isn't it? It's really bad. <laughs> And you know what the horrible thing is, right? 
he said, I, I, do you know what? I feel, I feel ashamed of myself. Do you know what I feel like right now? I feel like Cersei when, <laughs> have you ever seen, um, oh my God, what's it called? Game of Thrones. You know, when Cersei's walking down the streets and they're going, shame, shame. And they're chucking shit at her. Shame. <laughs> Just throw your shit at me. Go on. I feel terrible. shame (laughs) snot picking bit shame oh god jesus christ that's just hilarious go and lie on your crap mattress you shitty bitch oh god right um yeah so basically it's uh i have a thing about bogeys i can't baby bogeys are the cutest thing ever like if roman's got a bogey i'm like oh baby come in let me get that bogey out for you and i'm like oh i get bogey rubbed on me all the time in fact i'm thinking about bringing up my own bogey brand clothes along with my pseudochrome clothing um so yeah i get baby bogeys all the time and i don't mind them pick a baby bogey out adult bogeys are a whole different ball game if an adult comes up to you and it's like, oh, hello, welcome, welcome, <laughs> so for instance, welcome, welcome. And that adult has a bogey. Do you tell them or not? <gasps> Put that one out there for you. I think if it's a friend, you have to tell them. It's like, listen, you've just got a snotter hanging out or a bogey or whatever word you like to use in France. One of my best friends, oh, she's one of my oldest friends. I adore her to pieces. She's French. And she told me, we were talking about snot one day. And she said that in France, it's called a tarzan, which is basically tarzan. Like, <laughs> like if it's swinging out your nose. Oh, wait for this. Which basically means nose shit. <laughs> brilliant isn't it i use it often it's fantastic um no i think with with adult bogeys right it's um if it's somebody that you don't know or maybe somebody you don't like I, i'm quite happy for for it just to sit there i wouldn't even tell them at all especially if it was somebody that i wasn't very sort of friendly with now you do you know what that little tarzan can sit there all day as far as i'm concerned but the one thing that really does bug me and there's a lot of athletes athletes or sportsmen do this and this this is actually this is oh gosh i'm really getting to a point where i feel quite sick um, i'm being a bit dramatic and i'm enjoying that um I can't cope when people do this. And Scott is always saying to me, yeah, but they've got, they can't have a tissue in the pocket, can they? And okay, right, I understand. You can't have a hanky necessarily in your shorts on a football field. But is there really any need to put one finger over your nostril and then fling a snotter out of the other one with brute force? Like, it is, oh, I can't even make a fist. It's like when you go, I've just cringed. It is the worst thing ever. And I, when you, I don't even watch that much sport on TV and I really don't enjoy football either because I, I don't understand it, but I don't want to. But when you see them snotting all over the pitch, I just think that is, that to me is too much. That's just too much. And do you know what? I sometimes have this little part of me that thinks, I really hope that it's in Tarzan, a big Tarzan that flies out doesn't break and just runs down your lips <laughs> onto your lovely special shirt. <laughs> now that I would watch. So um, I actually promised myself that I would never overshare too much on this podcast and I think I've told you far too much. <laughs> oh, well, never mind. We're friends now anyway, aren't we? Oh, Do you know one thing that is good, though, at the moment, and I must say, even though I'm absolutely knackered at the minute, it is getting lighter in the evenings at the moment in the UK and it is such a lovely sight. Oh, it's honestly, there's nothing better than when you're driving home at night from work and you can still see where you're going because it's daylight. It's, it's, it's a dark, grim time, isn't it, in the winter months? It 
really is. It goes dark at four o'clock. I mean, if you're getting up in the morning, it's still bloody dark until like 8.30. Um, so you're going to work in the dark and you're coming home in the dark. So it's it's almost like you're like a small hedgehog. I can see, honestly, I can see why hedgehogs hibernate. I would 100% do it if I was a small woodland creature all day. But yeah, it is such a lovely feeling. And the birds are coming back. Bloody hell, they're so noisy as well. But I'm not going to lie, I love it. I've, I've become a bit, not obsessed, it's not the right word, interested should we say in birds and I've bought uh, loads of bird feeders for our garden and they're fabulous oh my god my dad loves them because my dad's like oh we've got some lovely tits that have come back again. <laughs> that's so immature that is so immature but it is just hilarious listening to my dad talk about his tits that come back to the garden <laughs> I really need to grow up a bit. Um, but I do actually, I've got a woodpecker. I've got a woodpecker. I've got a quite a few. Well, look at me. I am such a little geek. Um, I've got a few robins and um, I've got birds in our bloody loft, but I don't know what on earth we're going to do with those. But they are cute. They're very, very cute. And so I put loads. I've got these, like these little benches that they can sit on and get loads of seed. And those fat balls are amazing. So, yeah, I've got loads of little birdie bits for, for my birds. And I've actually got a hedgehog house in the garden. And it's lovely, but I've not had a lodger yet. So I'm still working on getting a little lodger in my hedgehog house. I was really hopeful this year that I would get somebody in there hibernating because one of our neighbours has got loads of hedgehogs in her garden. Honestly, they bonk all the time, always bonking in the garden. And in fairness, late at night, I, I can be lying in bed and the bloody hedgehogs are setting off the CCT and bonking in my garden as well. It's like literally, it's like hog porn around here. It is hilarious. So it's just, they're just everywhere. It's just literally a the shagging hedgehogs so at the moment they're not awake but they will be in the next few months so um looks like that i don't have to pay any extra for the nighttime channels does it <laughs> quick the hedgehogs about <laughs> quick ding ding three o'clock in the morning <laughs> disgraceful <laughs> i find hedgehogs so funny and they're the cutest thing ever so yeah we try and because they're getting becoming endangered, aren't they? We try everything we can do in our little village to um to obviously look after them. And so quite a few of us in, in this little area which I live in have got little hog homes and hog houses. We all leave out food for them as well. And apparently I found out because, oh my God, when we first moved here, I found one in the garden. And um, he was lying on his side. Scott has not got a clue about wildlife or pets or anything. I bought him honey 13 years ago, who's our Jack Russell. She's our oldest Jack Russell. And he went, what do I do with it? I went, oh, Jesus, don't worry, just leave it to me. Um, So he was like, Solly, there's a hedgehog in the garden. He's dead. So I went over to it like you do. I didn't poke it with a stick or anything like that. Um, I just slightly moved her and she curled up into a ball. I was like, oh, my God, she's knackered. She's really dehydrated because they shouldn't be out in the day. So I managed to find a hedgehog rescue hospital. Oh, my God, this woman was amazing. She was amazing, right? She popped her on antibiotics and really looked after her. She had um, lungworm, so she'd been eating too much crap, uh, all sorts of stuff. And she released her back into a wild for me. Um, but I should have asked her actually to, to take her back and pop her back in the garden here. But she was telling me that they can walk up to 11 miles every night. So they're literally, they're just like, and they walk really quickly. So basically, hedgehogs in an evening, they're, they're, they're sort of like nicking things out your garden, shagging in your garden, and <laughs> just going for a walk. It sounds like a great night out, doesn't it? <laughs> we're getting fed, we're going for a walk, and we get laid. <laughs> Marvellous. Get me in that little hut in the garden. <laughs>
Oh, do you know what? I've had a really good rant today. Thank you so much for that. Find me on Instagram. I'm at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Also on Facebook as well. So if you are on social media, dead, dead easy to find. It's just Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. I am so grateful for you to listening. And I, honestly, I cannot thank you enough for all the messages that I've received. I try and get back to absolutely everybody that's messaged me. And I've had people from all walks of my life that have got in touch and new friends as well. So oh, I'm all about meeting a new friend. Welcome. 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 Have a fantastic week. Oh, it's not long for those summer nights now. I will see you soon. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring and you and I are best friends now.